0: Welcome back to an abbreviated edition of Football on the 40. This week, we are going to briefly recap the Baylor win, take some pretty firm stances on what we think about bowl game opt-outs, and bring the heat to you in the betting corner as that competition nears its peak with a little over a month left. I'm Jake Robinson. Joining me are co-hosts Kevin Mathis, Bowen Kai, and Andrew Harris. Football on the 40 is produced by Hamilton Lizer. The Longhorns finished the regular season last week at eight and four. Um, I want to know what, what, how do we feel about that? And what are our takeaways from the Baylor win on black Friday? Kev, you're up first.
1: Yeah, I'm thankful for the eight win season. Eight wins just feels like good football. And I predicted eight and four, you know, going into the regular season. So I'm, I'm not impressed, but I'm pleased I think Sark as a head coach is finding his voice. Um, Comparing him to Chris Beard on the basketball side, I would like to see Sark engage the students and the alumni more to become a little bit more of a Texas figurehead. Um, But I saw some nice changes just with how he interacted with the media, it looked like he had more confidence this year. Uh, We had some big moments against Bama and a big win against OU and it's easy to see how the team needs to improve in the next year, I think. We got to overcome the offensive droughts that I've complained about, and in my opinion, with turnover incoming at running back, we need to look at a more mobile quarterback for next season. So I still see some some things to be desired at the quarterback position too. But overall, yeah, I don't have much to say about Baylor, but I think the last win was was a nice exclamation point to the end of a tumultuous season, but a good season. Um, Andrew, what you what do you think?
2: Wait, so you're saying we need a more mobile quarterback going forward?
1: I think we do, yeah. I think and this conversation is probably better had in the spring, but without the reliable running backs in the upcoming season, I think we're going to need mobility at the quarterback position, and that's something that Quinn just doesn't bring. Um, And I I don't dislike Quinn, but just watching him, he regressed over the course of the season, and he's not mobile. So I think we're going to need that next year. And
3: gonna, we're gonna have some early controversy going into next yeah. season from the have, Mathis Camp.
0: <laughs> has a has a Sark run offense ever been mobile quarterback heavy? No. Yeah, I didn't think so.
1: He's he's gonna need to transform it. And and I think regardless of the QB position, he's gonna make some improvements in the offseason. But yeah, what what does this look like? Are the droughts longer without Bichon and Roshan? I think they are. Um, a, a player like Sam would help.
2: Maybe I. I think, I think you bring up some valid points, and I agree. It's probably a conversation that we can dive into a lot more uh, in the off season because mm-hmm. um, I think we would have a a wide variety of takes on this topic. But, um, but I what you said I don't think is necessarily wrong either. Um, just kind of going my perspective on the season. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I said I was at a six. If we won two games, I would go to an eight and an eight right now. Really happy, excited about that. Um and I think it's a great improvement from last year, obviously going from five wins to eight wins. Um so yeah, that's that's awesome. Um guys, I don't know if y'all remember at the beginning of the year we did the three unlikely scenarios. Two of them were very unlikely and did not happen. But one of them actually did happen. And we actually finished at number 30 in scoring defense this year, which we all said, like, we would take being average in scoring defense on this season. So.
0: I I think some of us said that one was the least likely to happen too. <laughs> which is funny. If If you'd said we had a top 30 defense and then we were going to be eight and four. I don't know that I would have thought that that's
1: that that's where you start (laughs) taking my critical Steve Sarkeesian (laughs) comments very seriously because that is a take that we should dwell on. We had an incredible defense and had had a pretty average season. So the Uh, the offensive genius might not be might not be the case.
0: I hear you, but if, if we had all fired the defensive coordinator, like all of us wanted to, we probably also wouldn't be eight and fourth
2: this year. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> many, many sides to the equation. So, um, yeah, Baylor game was fun. I won't go too much into it. Jake and I were at the game, and uh, at one point we started watching the World Cup during the game. So that's kind of where we were <laughs> during that time, but it was fun. All around, it was fun. Bo, what do you what did you uh, think of? I guess everything with
3: season and whatnot. Yeah, um, nothing too much to add. I think I think we're all pretty happy with the finish to the regular season. Um, like any other Texas season, I think there's just a lot of questions and what ifs going into the off season, around the season, and also with the added element of the transfer portal, which I'm sure we'll get into on future episodes, but. Yeah, overall happy with the finish. Um, not too many notes from the Baylor game. I think like seeing the Wildcat actually work for Roshan was pretty funny, and with his little hurdle into the end zone, that was pretty sick. So, um, gonna miss him a ton. Um, but that was that was cool to see. Kind of despite all the tr- all the struggles that, I think I think the numbers actually showed that the Wildcat was better than it actually looked. But I don't think any of us loved it. So that was that was nice to see work.
1: I. I thought that was one of the top five plays of the season on offense for us because it's one of those hurdles where he, he lands in balance, which yeah. I will never even attempt to do that. So I can't really <laughs> speak like I know how that feels or how to do it. But most of the time you see it, they get clipped in the air and, and don't really finish the play. That was so cool. Like yeah. I I've, yeah. I've refilmed it in slow-mo on my phone and posted it on our story with that Saya song i'm unstoppable unstoppable today it was i watched that like five times it was so cool and and well deserved too because he's like the the cultural leader of of our team not just offense but sark started talking a lot in the last few weeks about how Mm -hmm. roshan's the one that was speaking up during hard times and leading the team so i'm i'm so grateful that it was him that did that too for
3: sure Jake, what about you? Um, what did you think of the game and the season?
1: The game was fun.
0: Rain barely held off, so that was nice. One highlight for me was toward the very end of the game on that last drive. I don't know if y'all could hear it on TV, but the whole stadium was chanting Bijan pretty loud, and that was a really cool moment. And he, like, you know, stuck his finger up. And the next three plays, he got the ball. We didn't need to score. We just needed to run out the clock. And so it's cool that Sartre gave him the ball all three times, like back to back to back. Um, uh, I did, I did just think of something – uh texas is ranked i believe 21 in the ap poll if we we're going to the most likely the alamo bowl and we'll probably play utah or oregon someone that will be most likely higher ranked than us going into the game uh, pack 12 is pretty good this year so if we win that game we're going to finish the season inside the top 20 can y'all tell me how many times that has happened since 2009 not including 2009
1: Man. I would say this is the third time that's happened in that time span.
3: I was going to say two or three. Yeah. Oh, this being, I guess I would say this is the fourth, maybe just to pick a different number. So,
0: so 2018, we were obviously well inside with the, with the sugar Bowl. Um, And then that was it. That's the only time we've been inside the top 20. Um, we were 20th in the final um, poll in 2020, which was an abbreviated season. And we were like 22nd, I think in 2012 or 2013. but but yeah, so, you know, first time or second time in 13 years isn't isn't bad bad d- direction that the program's going in. So I, I really won't add anything else. I just think that that's kind of a fun little addition and it's a really exciting bowl game to to go to the Alamo Bowl isn't what it used to be when when the playoff expanded, it actually moved up to be the best non, um, New Year Six Bowl game and that the Big Twelve can really get into, so it's a really exciting opportunity. I think. Uh, speaking of the bowl game, though, I want to move on to our next segment. Should Bijan play in the bowl game? And then uh we, we were talking about this a little bit in our group text yesterday, and had some different uh, difference of opinion on this. So I'm going to ask y'all: Should Bijan play? And then, outside of Bijan, when are opt-outs okay? Good, bad, go whichever direction you want with this. But, uh, but, uh, Bowen, you go first.
3: Sure. Yeah. I feel pretty strongly that Bijan shouldn't play in the bowl game. I, I personally feel like he's done enough for the program and for his own draft stock and should look out for his longevity going into the NFL draft. I feel like the marginal benefit from him playing well in the bowl game you know, the risk of injury far outweighs that even if it's a slight risk, I don't think he can add more to his draft stock. And I feel like maybe I think, and then the second part of the question, so that's where I stand for sure. And then the second part of the question, I still pretty, I still feel like whenever a player wants to opt out, I'm going to support the player, like whatever they want to decide. I may feel differently and they probably would too. If it was a more meaningful bowl game, so if it was in the playoff um, or if they were competing for the, you know, in the championship game, so that would, that would be a, a much different story. So that's, that's where I stand. What about you, Kevin?
2: I'm
1: with you. I think uh, in this instance, Bichon absolutely should not play. Um, and that's not just, I'm going one step further, almost like in saying that I support him, I'm saying he should not play um there's nothing to be gained Jake I thought you asked a good question like where's the line when do you support that decision and when do you not uh, for a team like Texas a you know a perennial college football powerhouse in my opinion if you're not playing for the championship it's okay to sit out your bowl game if you have a legit NFL shot Um, now if you're a a group of five school if you're Texas State and you're playing a new year's six bowl bowl game, you know because that's so, so significant for your program. an argument could be made that players should play for that one, but in this instance i don't I don't think Bijan can play and um i I like pondered on this one a lot, so I'm going to take a little bit of extra time here but i I wrote down Sark's quote from his press conference today, and it revealed something that I thought was very interesting, so I'm going to share this really quick. It's a snippet of Sark responding to this question um He said, I hate it for them, meaning the players. I wish we could ensure everybody that if something were to happen, that they would be taken care of. Unfortunately, that's not the case for every single player. Everyone has kind of quote unquote their value as it pertains to insurance policies, but we try to do the best we can. And again, I appreciate the support of the university to do that. The way I hear that coming out of that quote, in between the lines, he's acknowledging that the University of Texas pays for insurance policies that inevitably pay out if their football career is over, and those policies don't cover the value of a B. John Robinson, but they may cover the value of like a backup corner. You know what I mean? He said, hmm. as it pertains to insurance policies, but we try to do the best we can, and again, I appreciate the support of the university to do that. I've never heard that before—that players are insured in that way—and I thought that. You was think really
0: they're talking cool. about a literal insurance policy?
1: Yeah, or just he, like
0: the in, the insurance policy of not playing in the game means you're safe.
1: I think he's—if you go back and look at the quote—I understand that to be a literal insurance policy, and the payout probably is, you know, maybe 200k, and for Bijan, that's not even going right. to um, be a drop in the bucket compared to what he'll make in the NFL.
0: Right. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't think I had never heard of that. So I'm yeah. going to go back and look at that too. I, I'll go next. And I have a lot of thoughts on this and I'm going to pause and let y'all interrupt me. Cause I know you're going to disagree with me, <laughs> but idealistic Jake says, play the game. Don't opt out, finish what you started. Right. That's idealistic me realistic. Everyone has to do what's best for them. I cannot fault that. And I want to preface what I'm about to say is I want to remove Bijan from my answer because his decision will have zero impact on the respect I have for him or, and I'm so proud of his career. And no matter what he does, you know, he's the man. So that being said, um, the question of should players opt out? It's, it's strange. It just started not that long ago. Players have been playing, you know, NFL careers forever. So it's, this is a new question. Um, but, but my opinion is leaders don't walk out on your team in their last game that they're ever going to play for a program. Um, you know, I I think that there's a lot of different, I mean, I, I also posed this question. If, if you, if, if playing one more game is such a big risk, how could we expand the playoff by two more games, which is what is being talked about, which I fully support expanding the playoff by two more games. But if playing in one game, I just, I don't know. It's just very inconsistent. Also college football is changing so fast. If we don't get a handle on some of these things like this, there's no reason to play the bowl games anymore. Stop playing bowls. You know, you're playing for the playoff and, and don't even mess with it at that point. Be yeah. I was going
1: to, I was going to mention like, this is a, a symptom of having too many bowl games that don't ultimately mean anything. There's the right. whole other conversation too, with like, maybe they, maybe in a future world, they could be making so much NIL money that, they are incentivized to play that bowl game and stay.
0: But let me let, let me ask it this way then. So why, why does it become the bowl game? That is, you know, the time that players stop. It's time for them to opt out. If you, if you put us in Baylor's shoes last week, should Bijan have played against Baylor?
1: Yeah, because you're playing for a championship. You're no, playing, we wouldn't we're... have been playing. We wouldn't have been playing for a championship if was we Baylor. They there's a winning. chance for, I, I see what you're saying. I see. What, if you're a Bijan, you still play. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, why, why
0: is the bowl like one more game? In the here, Here's a good example I have. So the top, I mean, everyone's talking about Bijan's draft stock, which is great. I mean, he's going to go in the first round. It's going to be awesome. But of the top 10 prospects, Bijan's not even considered in the top 10 for most people right now. One and two are Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Why did they not stop playing after the LSU loss when they were removed from the playoffs? I mean, we're going to ruin college football if we get into a habit of just everyone opts out When I mean, here's a good example. Here's an even better example. A Northwestern offensive lineman is projected to go in the first few picks, and they were in, they were 1-3. Should he have opted out of the rest of the season at that point?
3: Nah, that's too early. I mean, well, they're even in the ACC championship now, but I Not also North think Western. it's different. Oh, they said North Carolina. Um, I think it's slightly different, too, for running backs. If you think about the longevity of their career in the NFL, um, the tenure for a running back is so short. It's like, you know, lightning in a bottle for them to get a good, really good rookie contract, and then maybe one or two deals after that if they're lucky. Linemen, you know, DBs, for sure, longer, and quarterbacks definitely longer as well. So, I think that's also a component of it. I feel like if, if we're if it were like a quarterback or Really, any other position group outside the running back, I think it'd be a bit of a different conversation. But I'd still support if a player wanted to opt out either way. I think it'd just be a different lens.
2: I I think, like, one thing that we're missing is that, like, with players for Bijan, right, or let's just take the Northwestern guy, for instance, top 10 pick. He Northwestern was terrible. They They only won one game this year, right? And that was against I I think that's right, yeah. Week one, yeah. So like, really nothing to play for. But if he would have opted out, say after week five, you're getting rid of what seven weeks of game film. And so like, there's a a component of it of showing like a good amount. Like if you stop that early, you're not going to show off. Okay, so he goes
0: 20th in the draft instead of top ten. Is that's that a worth the money. risk of nine nine more games where you can potentially injure yourself yeah, as I mean, a lineman who get injured a lot?
1: That difference there, his rookie year is he's probably making half as much money if he's drafted 20th versus second or first. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a big difference. But for sure. your
1: point, your point is a really valid one. If you've got literally nothing to play for, uh, why are you just sitting out of the bowl game? That's something to think about for sure.
2: That's why that's why I think expanding the playoff is actually going to be a net positive. I know there's not all 12 teams are going to be, you know, capable of winning a a national championship in my opinion, but it's going to keep way more teams interested. And if there was a 12 team playoff this year, there would have been like what 25, 30 teams playing for something going into this past week, even Texas, you know, even though Texas probably would have been a long shot, but they still would have had somewhat of a chance to make the playoff.
0: I agree. I think it's a good, and I think, I think a lot of this, a lot of that will fix, but we're also looking through the lens of football as today as football is changing In two to three years, when the playoff is here, players are going to be opting out of the playoff. Absolutely. 11th and 12th seed teams are going to be opting out of that game
1: that i can't Wait, support that I can't. it will support. it will happen
0: it will happen when when leonard fournette and christian mccaffrey did it it was like the sugar bowl and the rose bowl i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think those were the bowl games that they opted out massive bowl games both running backs to Bowen's both point. running backs that's true that's a good point that bowen made i didn't think about that yeah and if
3: they and if they do it i'll you know <laughs> go get the bag go get the bag kids okay. go get a degree. And go get the bag. I mean, that's, I I'm, not, I'm all support that. I do that. not support
0: that. <laughs> Return your tuition then, because you you didn't bring anything to the university. You quit when it mattered most. Oh my God. If you leave during the playoff, not not like a lower level bowl game. Obviously, that's a different comparison.
1: <laughs> yeah, that 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 gets really bad for the sport if, you, <laughs> going- if you're sitting with a chance of your team to win the championship. That's that does not taste good.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. And then um, real quick, going back to the this texas i i would like to see the younger running backs get some time so i'm kind of in favor of Bijan sitting this one out
0: that's a fair point
2: all right fun topic um
0: controversy difference of opinion let us know what you think listeners uh we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back for betting corner in just a few seconds
1: This football on the forty episode is brought to you by Hospitology. Hospitology is a weekly newsletter written by fellow Longhorn Blake Madden. It covers interesting, not boring stories at the intersection of business and healthcare, like why Amazon bought one medical, and interesting health tech startups paving the way for the future of healthcare. If you want to get smarter on the crazy world of healthcare, subscribe to Hospitology today at workweek.com forward slash brand forward slash Hospitology.
3: All right, and we're back with betting corner. We had a pretty interesting week. Um, not super eventful in the weekly standings, but we're just we're getting nearer and nearer to the finish line, folks. Uh, I came in first barely. Jake and I both were pretty close up here in the positive. Andy um in third, and Kevin last place with some interesting hail mary attempts. I'm still sitting on top overall for the season. Andy is in second. Jake is in third, and Kevin is just getting deeper and deeper into the hole um, we've he's asked for the floor today. Um, so we're going to give Kevin a chance to chance to um, speak his piece. And we'll see, we'll see what he has to say.
1: I'll, I'll try to be brief, but it is my funeral. So would appreciate some respect. Uh, <laughs> I lost, I had 10 units on a parlay with Baylor cover and LSU cover, neither of those things happened. Um, In light of these events, I'm now 25 units down um, and I'm just struggling. So we've had a lot of inspirational quotes at this segment throughout this season. So I'd like to uh, quote one of my heroes, Tiger Woods, for a brief moment here. Um, And this is taken, this is an excerpt from a famous speech that Tiger Woods gave in 2010. This is Tiger speaking. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Many of you in the room are my friends. Many of you in this room know me. Many of you have cheered for me or worked with me or supported me. And now every one of you has a good reason to be critical of me. I want to say to each of you simply and directly, I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. I know people want to find out how I could be so selfish and so foolish people want to know how I could have done these things in betting corner. And while I have always tried to be a private person, there are some things I want to say i'm going to skip a lot that's not relevant to betting corner. Um, but tiger wrapped it up and he said, finally, there are many people in this room, and there are many people at home who believe in me today, I want to ask for your help. I ask you to find room in your hearts to one day believe in me again. Thank you.
3: Wow. Well said, Kevin.
1: Well said. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sad. (laughs) You picked that speech, too. (laughs) Parts of the speech were relevant. Parts of the speech were not relevant.
2: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
1: Well, folks. We're gonna
2: we're gonna skip
3: skip we're gonna <laughs> skip over that. Um but good news is that the season's not over quite yet. Um we have some conference championships this week ahead and we still have some bowl games to look forward to as well, and a whole slate of World Cup games to potentially make some make some money on. So yeah, we'll go around the table. Um see what we like in the in the conference championship games or any anything else that's going on in the sporting world for us to put some money on and hopefully yeah hopefully Kevin's speech will uh be a good catalyst to to a, a nice uh nice run here at the in the 11th hour. All right. With that um let's start Jake, why don't you start us out this week?
0: Okay. <clears throat> uh so just as a precursor we record these on Monday nights. And so I am going to bet on a World Cup game that is coming on tomorrow, Tuesday. I am going to take the United States of America to cover the half goal line over Iran. Iran, not Iran. Iran, because that bothers them, and I want to bother them. Um, And the reason I'm taking Texas is because I believe in freedom and do not like terrorist dictators. And so kudos to the Iranian team for, you know standing with the protesters of their nation and risking their lives. But ultimately I hope they lose by 20 goals. I three United units on three I, units on team USA to advance out of the group stage. Whoo!
3: The United States of Texas. I ran. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, wait, so that was, you want three units on the game, right?
0: I want three units on the game, but that's what happens. if we yeah, win. We that's advance, a, yeah. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah. We need to win outright. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, cool. I have more. Um, okay, conference championships. I want uh I like UTSA on Friday night in the conference USA Championship, minus eight over North Texas for two units. Um <clears throat> Deion Sanders Jackson State team is a 17 and a half point favorite over Southern. Um, I would like Jackson State for two units. They already beat Southern once this year, 35 to zero and uh, should comfortably earn their second straight SWAT conference championship. So two units there. And then um, I also like Tulane minus three over Central Florida in the AAC championship for two units on Saturday. And then I would like to parlay all four of my bets, including the World Cup bet, for one unit.
2: Of course.
1: I'm so impressed with UTSA and Trailer. They're 10-2 and playing for another conference championship. You guys know I love that guy, but I've totally lost track of UTSA since we played them. Our That's... group of five game is always like ends up being a tremendous
0: team at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's a better what's a better win for Texas this year? Kansas State or UTSA? Ooh. Kansas State, obviously. Kansas State. I think so too, but UTSA is not too far behind, in my opinion. <clears throat>
1: Nice, might, All right. I'll get those. It
0: in, might Jake. be better. It might be better the UTSA one because we we did pay them over a million dollars to
1: play us. That is true. You're right, because last year was a lot of tech, and I think they had 10 wins last season too. Who whoever's scheduling those games needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mean it, CDC.
3: <laughs> Alrighty. Andy, why don't you go next and then I'll go and then Kevin will round us out. Andy, All what right. do you like out there this week?
2: Okay, well, I am gonna follow Jake in his bet for Team USA. Wow, you're you're booing me, Jake. I didn't like that,
0: but I didn't boo you. I think it's a
1: great
2: bet. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go for one unit. I just feel like they're gonna make the, um, make the get out of group stage. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Um, I'll go quickly on the rest of my bets. Uh, one unit on UCF money line uh they played Tulane. they killed Tulane earlier this year they are playing them again um two units on kansas state money line i really like how kansas state's playing right now and um i just like the odds i like the odds against tcu uh i feel like tcu is going to have a ton of pressure on them <laughs> the only thing is kansas state's going to have to beat the refs as well so that that might be tricky but um Two units on Michigan covering the minus sixteen, produced terrible. I, the only way I feel like this doesn't happen is if there's a letdown, which that'd be surprising because it'd be um, Michigan's chance to make the playoff. Um, then lastly, um, really like where USC is at right now, especially how Caleb Williams is playing. I think they have revenge on their mind. Give me four units on the USC cover, minus three.
3: I like it. All right, um, I'll go next. I'll go quickly here. I'm taking uh, similar on the USC game. I think that's going to be an interesting game against Utah. I'm taking two units on over sixty-seven. I feel like both of them have pretty high-powered offenses. Sixty-seven is a really big number, but I think that I think they cover that pretty pretty handily. Um, and then I'm taking one unit on TCU to cover the minus two and a half, partially because I think. As Andy mentioned, I think the the narrative of them making it to the playoffs will be pretty overwhelming. They'll have some good plot armor going into the game, and then my last one is going to be a three leg money line parlay, taking a lot of favorites. I'm taking Michigan, I'm taking Georgia, I'm taking Clemson. They're all heavy favorites, just money line. Um, gets me to like minus one fifty eight for all three of them, so I'm taking two units on that too. I'm only betting five units. It's again, it's a run out the clock situation. So that's what I like. You gotta put week. you gotta put the money in
0: there so we can win it back, Bo. No, I,
3: I, this is this is a, it's, it's, it's getting scary. It's like when you
0: win the poker tournament and then you don't play the next game, and then everybody yeah, is mad because you didn't give them a just... chance to win their money back.
2: <laughs> this yeah, is
3: I'm
0: just...
2: this is Bo taking a knee with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, being up by twenty-one.
1: I'm opting out. <laughs>
3: I'm opting out of the bowl game.
2: Aww. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Run oh. out the clock situation. I love that. Um,
3: All right, Kevin, take us home. What do you like?
1: Okay, so the last two weeks I've thrown Hail Marys and I've got perfect peas two in a row. Um, kind of reminds me of the time that I was playing blackjack against you, Bowen, and lost five hands in a row right at the end really? of a fun <laughs> weekend. <laughs> so... I've learned that lesson before. I'm not going to do that again. And I'm going to spread my bets out a little bit here. I'm going to take two underdogs money line. I'm going to put one unit on Utah beating USC. Uh, USC's favored by three. Caleb Williams is getting really cocky about the Heisman. I don't know if anyone watched highlights or their game this weekend, but he did strike the pose and was uh, very overconfident. I didn't like what I saw out of him last weekend. So one unit Utah money line. I'm also going to do one unit North Carolina money line um, in the in the game against Clemson. Um, Clemson's sort of overrated. And let's see, I'm going to put uh, two units on Georgia cover over LSU, and I'm going to put two units on TCU to cover versus Kansas state. And that'll be it for me.
3: All right. I like it. Those are you know, Kevin, I have to say, those are very disciplined choices out there this week. I think it's you know, this season may be too late to recover. But if we take that mentality going into next season, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see a to see a different 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 better out there.
1: A refined Kev, yeah. A refined Kev, exactly. As much as I wanted to just throw the Hail Mary again and get ten units back, like I really I really can't take three in a row. That would, that would be really (laughs) tough for me. If, if you win all your games, you're going to net like 15 units though with those money lines. At this point, I'm just playing for the love of the game. I'm not sitting out of the bowl game. Um, I've got, (laughs) (laughs) I've got my pride on the line. I'm not getting drafted in the NFL. This is one of my last chances. So hopefully it goes better.
3: Nice. I like it. Cool. Well, I'll, Make sure to get those bets in and yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we, how we do out there this week. Alrighty. Um, So that takes us into mailbags segment. Um, we didn't get any mailbag submissions this week, um, but for those listeners that haven't listened to last week's episode, we had a ton of mailbags last week. So feel free to, to play back that episode. Um, tons of tons of really great content in that one, um, but please feel free to um, submit mailbags. We're going to have another episode here in a few weeks to, um, preview the bowl game um, so you can send those to football on the 40 at gmail.com or the link in our show notes or the link tree in our Instagram bio so I will hand it to Jake to close us out
0: all right yeah that brings us to the end of this week's episode as Bo said we will um, be back for a bowl game preview and um, throughout the bowl season and the off season we will be coming to you at different times. So thank you all for listening. Um, We appreciate y'all tuning in each and every week. We will catch you on the next football on the 40
1: hook them.